you, 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 you are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions, but uh, rarely any facts. Impersonations might occur, but uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Welcome to another edition of Vegas, Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting. It is DJ Impact here with Matt Michael, Sin City Steve, and Rob Mosolari with us. Welcome, everyone, to Three Counts. And we ask you if you're watching us live to make sure you put your comments in the comic box of YouTube, Facebook Live, or Twitch. We'll try to get it in as we see fit. We got three great topics for you tonight. So, uh... We might as well just get uh, right in to it. It's time. Biggest bad boys of podcasting present. One, two, three. Count talk. Count talk, baby. All right, so here is the uh, first one here. And it is Tony Khan is losing his mind on Twitter amid AEW loss to NXT. And this is from Forbes.com. So, Pretty much what we got here is we know that there was uh, both shows this past week on Tuesday going down. Of course, the ratings came out. WWE garnered about 921,000. AEW did 609,000. And because of that, I guess Tony Khan found himself just saying a whole lot on Twitter this past week. Uh, A few things it mentions in this article. It says that um, uh, that. Tony Khan summoned gifts from uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm to refer to as WWE as dicks while using the meme to call Triple H and Shawn Michaels bald assholes. He repeat he took repeated shots at Vince McMahon for his sexual misconduct allegations and insisted that Shawn Michaels was not giving or not going to win this year's Booker of the Year award, uh, which he says is a meaningless paper trophy that is given away by anyone with the wrestling podcast these days. Uh, it said he had bizarre tweets, then voyaged into analytics uh, as he s- uh, celebrated the uh, moral victory of John Cena and Undertaker being on a TV show with under 1 million viewers. Um, it, there was also a strategic message in posting in the sense of the uh, of the 1 million posts came at the same time. Uh, he released the Jay White versus Penta match for next week. Uh, I guess with the idea that the post would lead to a more engagement for the announcement of that match. And right there, right there was a, a quote there from uh, Tony Khan. It also said that um, it extended into Friday, these posts and, um, and it was discussing his mother's health issues only to act surprised when he received negative feedback uh, on the notoriously divisive Twitter, or maybe we should call it X now. Uh but it seems like it just uh, it just went on and on. The article kind of uh, just kind of finished up just by saying that uh, you know perhaps Tony Khan is uh, you know crazy like a fox, and his antics are being done to deter people from a budding anti-Semitism controversy, which we're going to be talking about at count number three here. 
But nevertheless, let me jump over to you, Rob. This is was your story here. And Tony Khan losing his mind on Twitter this past week. What was your take? Oh, <laughs> that was my take. Uh, you're right. It could be, you know, a distraction piece because what he did was so offensive, you know, green lighting that that anti-Semitic story. No, I'm looking at this as a jaded son of a bitch. First of all, nobody preempts the WWE. I've never heard of a basketball game kicking raw two hours later. So the idea that, you know, AEW is that low on the totem pole of priorities that it can be preempted by something else and that they have to do a random Tuesday show. And also, I'm under no illusions. If your show is on Wednesday night and you randomly throw it to a Tuesday with one week's notice, they had to have known well in advance that that this was going to be a thing. So why in the hell do you give your fans one week's notice and then bitch on social media that you didn't beat NXT. And by the way, they were smart because NXT stacked the deck that day. They put their best people on there. Yeah. So it wasn't even like you were going up against a regular NXT show. You were getting their best versus your worst because you threw out a bunch of title matches with, again, no setup. And you're down 300,000 viewers. Whose fault is that? Whose fault is that that you even had to, like, you know, Deal with this, you know, anti-Semitic skit that I did. Again, you planned all of this. You planned all of this. I I was singing the praises of AEW, but they dropped the ball. Yeah, they got preempted by a dog show. And now Purina presents. <laughs> AEW, I know I will be back next week. But now it's the Purina dog show. No. Uh, by Whiskers. Raw. I, 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 no, I think he's talking about the Westminster dog show that used to preempt Raw at least once Oh, a year. my apologies. My apologies. Yeah. Every, every but it's believable. Yeah. But it yeah. is believable that that would be something that, it, you know, I mean, there, there are two more hate speeches away from being on the Pursuit Network. <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh man, and, and that's it. And yeah. then you put that bald asshole. Look, as as much as I like them, they 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 are never. They were never supposed to be at the level of WWE. That was the whole allure. It was supposed to be is we are the new WCW. We'll do a third as well as them, or two thirds as well as them. We'll get close to a million and be happy with it, and we'll stay within our lane and we'll grow. X. We'll slowly build. Then they had to do like, oh, we need more shows. Oh, we need three more shows, four more shows. And where are you getting this from? You don't have the numbers and you've stretched yourself thin. And now the proof is in the pudding. When it was just dynamite, mm -hmm. he had a big dick hanging low. And he had Cody Rhodes was the face of the company. Cody Rhodes did the speaking because this guy can't do it. Mm -hmm. Okay, we're going to have an amazing show this week. This is going to be great. We're not going to do anything involving quarters or Jewish references whatsoever. You know, he, we didn't yeah. have to do that. He knew his yeah. lane. Uh, so this is all on him. He, Let me go he to, is the reason. Let me go here to Sin City. There's a, a, a quote in here, It's and it just says, quote, this guy needs to get off Twitter. With all due respect, I've heard nothing but, quote, Tony needs to get off his phone and stop tweeting end quote, said Brian Alvarez with Wrestling Observer Radio. And then he says, quote, and you know who I've heard that from? I have not heard that from fans. I've heard that from people in WWE. But do you know, but do you know I've heard that from people in AEW? 
They're like, can someone get this guy off his phone, get him off Twitter? And that's people in AEW. So we're talking about Trump or Khan. (laughs) I know, right? Um, Let me. So, Sin City, what's your take on that? I mean, you're a fan of AEW. Should Tony Khan just like just get off Twitter, get off X, I should say, or get off his phone? I mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, his antics on X are not going to impact me watching the show or not. Um, But obviously, I am not speaking for every other wrestling fan in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, So ultimately, I think that when your uh, social media becomes a more of a distraction than uh, than how it should be, um, which, to be honest, yeah, you're you're the president, owner, CEO, whatever nomenclature that you want to use for a professional wrestling company. Again, it's not going to impact my viewership. I'm going to watch the show regardless um, until things just get terrible for me and then I'll find another alternative. Um, hopefully that doesn't happen. But it's it's something that, yeah, a lot of people do factor those things in. So he is a distraction to his product. Yeah. So, you know, it, it does not surprise me that people are calling for this stuff. Um, it doesn't surprise me whatsoever. I I just look at it and laugh, honestly. Sure. I mean, uh, Matt Michaels, uh, I I think one thing that Rob said, look, this was kind of expected, right? I don't think should Tony have really thought that, you know, when this was going to happen, that somehow he would just be able to come out uh, on top and everything was just going to be great. Why do you think, you know, he just took to Twitter and taking this L and listen, yes, there's a, you know, it's 300,000 that he lost by, but I would like to think of 609 as still not being, you know, uh, just an, an overall horrible number for something that need to be preempted by a week. Um, you know, it wasn't like two people watched the show. See, 609,000 people watched the show. That's not enough to really go crazy over i mean that should that should be looked at as as being successful to be honest with you what was your take when you when you when you read about you know this tirade he went on um well the first thing that sticks sticks out to me is um if you're gonna call on edge uh or call on undertaker and cena for being under a million then call on Edge for being under seven hundred thousand because this is the first time he's ever been on a show under seven hundred thousand. So, <laughs> you know, um, also Brian Danielson probably too, unless other episodes have been <laughs> lower than that. Mm-hmm. But the idea here is that if you're going to be calling out their big guys, you forget you hired their big guys that are available, and guess what? You can't draw. A higher number with these guys mm-hmm. you know you 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 did it with punk initially and then everything went downhill and there is something between the time that punk debuted and right now that is not adding up something is wrong and i don't know if it's just he just does not know how to uh translate the business um you know uh, Unfortunately, I know a lot more than I should know about things going on there. Um, so, uh, do you know, tell. 
Well, that's that's the thing. I'm I'm not going to tell right now because this was Vegas uh, Bad Boys of podcast. Yeah, well, you know, there there are some things that don't need to be said um, right now. But when the book comes out, yeah, I'll tell you, yeah. <laughs> that's going to be a good one. Yeah. Um, but you know, something's, something's wrong with the idea that first off, I don't, I, I've never liked the, the idea of the fans creating a quote unquote war. It is so fucking ridiculous. Um, the Monday night wars itself is one of the most overhyped and dumbest things because it, it wasn't a war. It was very simple. The WWF product had just lost all their big guys to WCW. And once the, once the fans in WCW got tired of seeing the same shit they saw in WWF with those guys, if they would not have changed the characters a little bit, then it would have never have transformed, right? But they put shoe polish in Hulk Hogan's beard. Right, exactly. That's <laughs> that's the biggest that's the biggest thing uh in the last 30 years for shoe makers around this country is Hulk Hogan having to put that shit on his face for what 15 years essentially. <laughs> Every public appearance, everything had to Left be the mustache the same. The mustache that's how hair grows. <laughs> it's well, listen between between shoe polish and and uh, mustache dye. Okay, the the industry and feathered boas. Okay, yes. <laughs> feathered boas because in WWF Hogan never had a feather boa, but as soon as he got that in WCW, oh man, he was Hollywood. Turner Classic. <laughs> but, Teddy <you> know, likes it. <laughs> hey, and you had the macho man. You know, I'm just saying. If they, all they needed was a guy in the navy, that's all. <laughs> we want you. We want you. We want you as an NWO. <laughs> yes, boy. Uh, <laughs> But you know that's that's the, the the thing is this isn't a war. It, it's so ridiculous to think that that you you're creating competition in terms of ratings and interest and whatnot. Um, that's honestly the 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 thing you can actually compare this to is uh, the NFL and the XFL slash AFL or whatever the fuck it is now the merger that's what you have you have something that is an established brand for years and years and years and it is a worldwide brand and then you have that other thing mm -hmm. and you know the 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 problem with pro wrestling is that guys who are past their prime can go and sign for big money and be this big thing on a show. And then, as Steve said in Wrestling Talk, come out to the biggest thud of a debut 
because there's no direction, there's no development, there's nothing giving you any reason to really invest further, not into it being a an alternative. That's the thing. It's an alternative. Okay, great. But it's not meant to put the other company out of business. And the, the thing with this is that when you start shooting the shots, and if if he starts fucking going off on Twitter more and more, he's desperately trying to gain that attention. He yep. wants people to, he's using the WWE to get the spotlight on him. Yep. But the honest answer is don't fucking, don't poke the bear because yeah. they will get their lawyers they will get their fucking their their writing will fucking all of a sudden improve <laughs> you know all the writers came back from a strike and now you know so those people that they want to uh hire who uh you know were scabs uh during the writer's strike and yeah. you know they could hire people in yeah there's yeah. just yeah it's just it's ridiculous it is all right, let's jump over into our account too, though. And that one is Triple H and Vince McMahon have more defined roles in WWE. This is from sportsillustrated.com. And the way this uh, reads here, it just says that uh, when WWE merged with Endeavor last month, Paul Triple H, Levesque did not receive a seat on the board of directors, a position he had held prior in WWE. Yet, that has not represented a loss of power. In fact, the opposite has occurred. If you have noticed a change in WWE program, you're not alone. Levesque, who, and who is WWE's head of creative, has overseen all the creative on SmackDown and Raw since the merger, which is precisely what his job description entails. And the difference is that Vince McMahon, who's synonymous with all things WWE, is no longer directly involved in dictating the weekly creative in the same manner he once did. McMahon remained the, the remained the title of executive chairman in WWE, but he no longer possesses majority control of the company that has allowed for change in the new regime, particularly in the creative uh, department. And multiple contacts within WWE and UFC have confirmed that Ari Emanuel, who wields power as the Endeavor CEO, is behind the change. And Emanuel has long been a firm believer that in order for an organization to be effective as possible, people need to do the job they are assigned. And in this case, that approach has empowered Levesque to exert his full influence in the company's creative sphere. But not as all lost for McMahon, as executive chairman, his focus is elsewhere, particularly in overseeing a lucrative media rights deal for Raw and the NXT brand. But it is it is a fascinating time for McMahon. Sin City Steve, uh, this was your article. I would say this though, um, and this and you can I, I want to know what was your thoughts on this this article, but I want to ask you too especially a person who went to AEW because of so much creative control that Vince McMahon have. And now we've kind of seen what Triple H has done. Have you seen improvements and do you like the improvements? Not saying you're ready, you're ready to come back to full WWE, but have you liked what you've seen, uh, you know, since this transition has happened sometime? So the thing is, I, I have had more people reach out to me and say, hey, you've got to check this out, this particular segment out, you know, watch this part of the show. Mm -hmm. I was never getting that prior to, you know, yeah. the, the merger or 
you know, uh, prior to uh, Triple H being head of creative. So I think that genuinely there's a buzz right now. Um, and, you know, it's it's so easy to to sit in a, in a bubble. And when that is the product that you watch and think that it's the best thing going, um, speaking from experience, okay? Yeah. Um, I'm objective enough to say that. <laughs> um, but it, it, at the end of the day, when I'm completely outside of that bubble, yet I'm having numerous people and, you know, not, not the same two or three people reaching out to me, but several people that watch the show, mm -hmm. um, sending me links and saying, Hey, you got to check this stuff out. There's more of a buzz around WWE right now than I've seen in years. Um, I think that this is without a doubt a, a very smart thing that they've done, uh, by announcing this, um, because yes, like it or not, there is a bit of a stigma behind Vince's name, uh, because of the things that he's done in the past. Yes. We as wrestling fans can look at Vince McMahon and say, Hey, you know, he brought about everything that we see Yeah, because realistically without Vince McMahon, professional wrestling, as we know, it does not exist as we know, it does mm -hmm. not exist. So I think that, you know, them making the change, um, to embrace this and actually announce this pivot point is, is massive. Um, I, 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 I am considering, um, you know, getting back into the fold and, and starting back to watching WWE. My only thing is, man, I hate the fucking bloodline. I, I hate the fucking bloodline. <laughs> God, like, I don't know. Well, you don't have that's, to like that, that's that's been my, that's been my holdup. Honestly, that's been my holdup from you just from don't, getting you, back in. You don't have to, you know, that could just be a part of the storyline that you just don't care about. You can like all the others, but that one, you yeah. know, but but still, we know that that's a still a pretty big one. Doesn't like yeah. the leading story. Exactly. Of the exactly. entire when when yeah. when both of your shows revolve around it, I'm I'm kind of stuck, you know. Yeah. Um let me go over to you. Um uh, I'm gonna save you on this one, Matt Michaels, and have you go last. I wanna I wanna go. I was gonna go to you because that's the way it should be, but the reason why I want to go to Rob's because I just want to say, you know, we, we we joked about how uh you know Adam Adam Pierce is this supposed to have this promotion that he had? We talked about this during wrestling talk, and it didn't seem like a promotion. Uh, yet you have uh, uh, Triple H here, he was on the board of directors, no longer on the board of directors, but does have full control uh, over creative. What was your take on that? Is that is that a promotion you would see with someone? It's a benefit for us. Because he has his finger on the pulse of what people want. Um, he he breeds creativity. And my biggest gripe with NXT, and, and somebody corrected me the other day uh, outside of this group, uh, that there have been a lot of people that came from NXT and have been successful. Asuka's been successful. The, uh, uh, the Shield members came from NXT, were successful. Um, but there was, you know, there was a lot of other people that since they went with the NXT 2.0, it was a joke. Do you know they're going to get, they're going to become jobbers or who? who? That's my question. Who can you name anyone? What have they done with Shotzi Blackheart? Nothing. They cut her hair, they put her in a red leather outfit, and then they don't use her properly. Uh, 
They Tegan Knox so, so not what? used properly. So, wait, 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 well, wait, no, wait, no, wait, I'm wait. I'm going to compliment it in a second. I don't think that the people since the 2.0 stuff have been used properly or they get up just to be slapped down. LA Knight is an exception to the rule. What I will say is I believe now that if Triple H has his hands on the product exclusively or the majority of the product is being led by him, I think I could get behind NXT. My only exclusion was Imperium, which came from NXT recently and have been allowed to maintain their personas and storylines, and they've grown. But most of the people, they don't go very far from this version of NXT. But now I feel confident. What I don't like is that when Triple H shows up on the camera, number one, corporate Triple H is shit. Um, I hate corporate Triple H because he does dumb shit like what he did uh, where he tells the guy, oh, yeah, yeah, you're promoted. Now you only have to work half the week. Um, the He's very awkward when he speaks, and he speaks as if I'm in the back office with him. I'm not. I'm a fanboy. I'm a mark, if you want to call me that. Don't speak like I'm sitting as your secretary and I get the cadence or the or the or or your or 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 your persona or mindset. I don't care about your mindset. When you come out in a suit and you try to tell us that uh it's the premiere of SmackDown. SmackDown airs every week. Raw airs every week. There is no premiere. It's 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 another one of these little fake ideas it's a notion he created or no it is not dude they've been doing that for i know and it's dumb it's dumb it's i don't like television it's a new season a season of what they're on every week every episode's new law and order ends after the season and then they do repeats for the next three months then they come back and fall and they start all over again wwe is episodic every week is something new star trek they don't make it anymore Half the members are dead. You know, they're not going to come out. Here's a season premiere or they'll reboot it. This isn't that. So when you kind of try to make it something it's not, there's no reason to defend it fervently. I don't like when Triple H comes out and he tries to speak to us like it's a corporate board meeting. It doesn't work. It comes off as awkward. I need less of him on camera and more of him behind the scenes where he shines. I got you. All right. All right, well, let me go over to you, Mr. Uh, Mr. Matt Michaels. We got uh, Triple H, Vince McMahon. They have a more defined role in WWE. Are you happy with these defined roles now that they have now within this transition of Endeavor taking over? I, Dude, Vince McMahon's like 70. Well, he's born in 45. So, you know, he's, he's almost 80. Mm-hmm. So does it really fucking matter what he's doing because he's he's on his way out um let's face it um i think it said in the article the reason vince has anything to do with anything right now is to get the television deal done they're basically they're basically they put him in the old folks home essentially and they're giving him busy work to kind of do, but nothing really fucking matters. So he feels important. Uh, his mustache feels important. Okay. But that's about it. I mean, there's really nothing. Um, uh, Triple H, Triple H is rarely fucking on TV. That's the thing. 
You know, he's he comes out and makes these announcements probably about two times a year, and that's it. So I, you know, who fucking has any problems with you know? Now, if he came out on a fucking weekly basis and was playing this character all the time, then it would be shit. Um, mm-hmm. But he's got more Fair important enough. things. Yeah, he's got more Fair important enough. things. Um, you know, the the you know the marriage is something that's you know coming up a lot. Um, uh, you know, Stephanie's. Uh, her being distant from the company and everything and, and everything that's going on with them. I'm sure he's got a lot of shit going on that way. So I think that he's honestly, this is where you're going to see the best work because I think he's burying himself in the work right now. Um, I think that the problem is, is that when you look at some of these, uh, you know, the NXT, you know, well, they didn't transition them, right? Blah, blah, blah. The problem is this, and that is when Shotzi Blackheart was in NXT, she was a mid-carter at best, and right now on that roster, she's a curtain jerker at best. That's it. It's just where she fits in. Um, and and you, you said it on Wrestling Talk. You saw Jade and Charlotte face-to-face. That made sense. You put Shotzi and Charlotte face-to-face, Charlotte fucking overshines her. Not even, we're not talking ring skills, just marketability and persona and superstar. And I think that's that's the whole thing. Can you make yourself that? That's why LA Knight is shining, right? Is because Ricker is making himself that level. He and Cena are holding each other. It was incredible to watch that, right? Holding each other how? Well, you, we can't see Cena. So <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Oh god. And 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 and, and, and he and he, you know, LA Knight was uh, you know, in the male model industry there. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right, let me go to the next. Oh, man. AW generates all kinds of hate with MJF, Juice Robinson, Porter's Angle. This is from CagesideSeats.com. All right, so uh, this reads that after Switchblade, Jay White picked up uh, a mogul embassy-assisted victory over Hangman Page on October 10th, title Tuesday edition of Dynamite. The AW world champion Maxwell Jacob Freeman appeared to demand White returned his belt to him, and that led to a strong promo exchange between the two men who will fight for the title next month in full gear. It also led to some words from Switchblade's Bullet Club gold partner, Juice Robinson, that will keep wrestling fans talking on the internet for a while. Now, Robinson pointedly referred to the champion solely by his surname, Freeman, which isn't something anyone else on AEW television does. Juice revealed this year's Dynamite Diamond Battle Royal is next week on Dynamite, and he plans on winning it to take the ring Max wears as the winner of each of the previous four such battle royals. So Juice told MJF he had a present for him and revealing a roll of quarters with Freeman written on them. And 
Robinson has been uh, using similar roles to nail opponent, opponents and rivals with loaded punches for a long time now. But threatening to give Max a gift of them also calls back the story MJF shared on multiple occasions about anti-Semitic bullying he was subject to in high school. Now, in a sense, it's the origin story of, for the character of MJF. He's told the story since multiple times. It came up during his feud with CM Punk and again during his recent babyface turn. So having Max lose his temper before Robinson could finish his promo and later wanting to talk uh, to his prachacho Adam Cole about Robinson opening up some, quote, old wounds, end quote, it all works in the story MJF and AEW has been telling for a long time. But it's also a very real-world issue. Told at a time with anti-Semitism has been on the rise in recent years, more specifically, they're having Jews push these buttons in the week following an attack on Israel that's been called their 9-11 and has shaken Jews worldwide. Now, for those we, uh, reasons, a segment of AEW's online fan base isn't directing their anger at the heel character of Juice Robinson and, and pulling for babyface MJF to give his comeuppance. And they're disappointed with Tony Khan and the people who book or approve the angle because it hit their screens. All right. Matt Michaels, this was your story. Tell us, man, what when you saw this, what came to mind? So I think American Bam Bam uh, has uh, the valid point here. And he says, this idea is crazy. This is performance art. The people have a problem with American history X. So the, the short answer to that is nowadays, yes. Right? When that movie came out, no, it was a movie. And even though it probably rubbed some people wrong, there wasn't any kind of uh, backlash or anything like that. Nowadays, people are just looking for anything to be sensitive over, to jump on, to just push an extreme point. Um, listen, it probably was not the best timed thing to do right for this point and that is the people who know the product know that this was something juice was doing and that is the loaded punch the problem is is that the people on the internet who either a want to troll or b don't know the backstory are going to be the ones who are going to bring this to the forefront um what's interesting is that there has been nothing in the sense like you know you you could have if it was something that you felt was wrong tony could have basically just taken juice you know off for a week or two weeks something you know whatever um but the the truth of the matter is is that i think that tony doesn't see anything that was really wrong with it mjf and tony are both said that they you know approved it and um you know they they know what they're doing um the real life events 
uh, you know, this goes back to when 9-11 happened. Uh, WWE was getting ready to do a pay-per-view, and they were using the song Let the Bodies Hit the Floor. And as soon as 9-11 happened, that song disappeared. But it not only disappeared from that, it disappeared from radio stations. And so did many other songs because we have a tendency to over jump, right? We're more worried about the handful of people that that might affect than allowing something that wasn't created about that subject to live as the art form. And that's the problem here. This wasn't anything about Israel. This wasn't anything about, you know, uh, it, it had the backstory of Max being bullied, which is the upside of the story, right? Because what happens in wrestling? The bully ends up being the one who gets his ass kicked in the end. So you have to let it play out. And you have to see where Max is going with it. And by the way, you're making him a face by doing this. And that's how you're getting him over into the face. And that the, uh, the you know, the segment they did on Collision for, you know, the Stop the Jewish Hate was amazingly convincing of how good of a person he is. Um, so, and, and that's a great point too, American. It, it is performance art if what you're saying is true, where is the line? And that is what we're dealing with as society right now. Where mm. is the fucking line? Yeah, let's go over to you, uh, Rob, on this one. Uh, tough topic here. What's, what's your take when you, uh, when you read about this? Let's go back in time just a little bit. You remember a character pre-9-11, Muhammad Hassan, and they were going to push him to the moon until 9-11 happened, and then they went, oh, shit. Uh, 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 they, they pulled the plug on that. At the end of the day, it's a business. And if I agree with you, Matt, uh, I do. I agree with you. It's a business. So you got to weigh out how many people am I going to piss off today in today's easily offended social media society where they're looking for spots. They're not looking for. I like long term storytelling. I get everything you said. You're absolutely right. It would be great for him to overcome. And I said it earlier. This is a callback to something he said in a promo where he referenced the quarters. However. It doesn't take much to be put on the ban list to be, you know, and and it sucks that we live in this kind of society. Uh, when you're down three hundred thousand viewers, and your and your week over week is shit, you can't take a chance like that. Uh, there was another way they could have done it. Now, on another on another note, I like this guy because he was a scumbag. So the fact that they're making him super fucking sugary baby face is pissing me off because he's not getting the pops he used to get when he just crossed over onto that, just crossed over into I'm a face. He was more of a face in the vein of the rock where the rock was just full of himself. 
He's not apologizing. He's not trying to become a better person. I don't want Maxwell Jacob Friedman to become a better person. I want him to be a scumbag. I want him to be this piece of shit. And he's not anymore. Now he's syrupy. And they did this during the pandemic. Uh, for, for forever in a day, uh, Drew McIntyre was a heel. He was a heel. He was a heel. He was a heel. Then he became the champion, and they made him a sugary baby face. Even on Mother's Day, the match he had before Mother's Day, I don't remember what pay-per-view it is. He goes, I just want to give a shout-out to all of the beautiful mothers out there. And he winked at the camera. I threw up. <laughs> I projectile vomited. You son of a bitch. You're giving me diabetes. Cut it out. They're putting Maxwell Jacob Freeman in this in this, in this uh, direction, and I need him to be a heel again. I need him to take the dynamite diamond ring and just clock Juice Robinson in the face. <laughs> I need him to give nut shots. I need him to be a piece of shit. I don't need him to be fucking Three Stooges comical. And they're putting him in that area, and it's annoying. You could do that with the kingdom, which that's an insult in and of itself to waste them to be comic relief and Roderick Strong to be comic relief. But don't do it with MJF. MJF does that once in a while. And then he cuts that scumbag promo like when he, he was drunk driving and he threw the girl in the driver's seat. And you go, God, that's awful. But I watched. It wasn't Katie Vick awful. It wasn't Dominic Mysterio awful. It was, I got to take a shower after that. But it made me feel I needed to take a shower after he told me that story. And I was just like, and I, and I pictured it because he told it so vividly. Now he's being slapstick and shticky. And, yes, what he did cutting that promo for, for, for Jews this weekend, that was a throwaway because of what's going on in Israel. I'm not saying it's good or bad, but it was expected. I need him to be a scumbag. I need I need to what's, you know, happening in the world right now to, you know, lose interest to the public eye so he could go back to being the MGF that we really need. Because The Rock was never not a scum, was never not a piece of shit. The Rock was always a piece of shit. Stone Cold was a piece of shit. Then you liked him too much. So what did he do? He joined uh, He joined uh, ECW and became a bigger piece of shit and said, what? My watch is telling me something. And you loved him all over again. <laughs> Great. We need that for MJF. We need his what moment okay. where he pulls down and comes back to who he is. This is bullshit what he's at right now. You know, might as well make an MJF plushie at this point with a pull string. ShopAEW.com. <laughs> yeah. So, let's, let's clarify one thing. Uh, Mohammed Hassan actually was in the WWE between 2004 and 2005. That's correct, and I know, but they they were going was, to give him a bigger push and they pulled well, that plug on him. Right. They they and, got rid of that full-blown Middle Eastern terrorist character that he was going for where he was going to come had, in with like it had nothing to it didn't have anything to do with 9/11. It actually had to do with the fact that on UPN, remember that network guys, UPN. <laughs> How about that? Um they were doing SmackDown uh, where it was The Undertaker. He was wrestling Davari. Um, Muhammad Hussan was on the ramp. He did a prayer. And masked men in black came out with baseball bats and wires and shit like that. Attacked The Undertaker. Um, Hussan put him in a camel clutch. They took Davari out. And basically... What happened three days later is there was a terrorist bombing in London. And UPN basically decided 
you know what? We're not going to fuck around with this whole terrorism thing and forced him essentially off the show. And okay. That's basically how he, he got. And <laughs> this is it, was the same, it was the same premise, basically. It was just the, the wrong, but the but, same time frame. Thing. I just want to make sure the time frame. No, oh, fair right. enough. Fair enough. Going on. They, yeah. He got it. But the yeah. but but the idea too is that he was he was an Italian. He's not he was no of course, Muslim. but it was the premise, yeah. it was the character that they were right. building towards that was just considered too offensive, even for then. Right. And that's for UPN, you know. And we're they were banging talking. women in the middle of the ring. So <laughs> well, that was USA though. Yeah. <laughs> Let me get over here to Sin City, man. Uh what what was your thoughts about this whole thing, man? Uh yeah. <sighs> Man, so honestly, I I put this segment in my WTF on Wrestling Talk, and there was a reason why, is because I knew immediately after seeing this segment, I knew that there would be backlash. Um, and it wasn't for necessarily the content of the segment for me. Um, I can understand how some people in you know the the oversensitized world that we live in um that they would choose this to be upset about and again at a time where you're hemorrhaging viewers is this something where you really want to poke the bear with something like that i will say this for all of the people that have shown outrage are those I, I, i'm just curious as to what what the uh this the uh comparison is like for the people who had gotten upset about this but wanted the attitude era back or things to be more edgy because you can't if you're gonna freak out and absolutely lose your shit over something like this where you have to use uh inference and drawing from other storylines because as as you mentioned you know holding a roll of quarters isn't specifically you know it, it's not it it's not a hate symbol or what could be construed as you know hate speech or any of that kind of stuff but it's it's it plays into the origin of the maxwell jacob friedman character like what was mentioned um the the fact that does need to be established again Juice Robinson has been using a roll of quarters in a loaded punch since his time in Japan. So he's been doing this for years. Um, it's more than anything. I, I see this being a, you know, a, a poor timing issue more than anything. Um, and, you know, American Bam Bam definitely hit, hit the, the nail on the head. This is performance art. Um, so obviously, if you're going to go into it with the premise of being offended, you're going to find something to be offended about. It's just going to happen. Um, but yeah, I, I agree that it could have, uh, you know, not happened this week or something of that nature. Um, but yeah, the content itself, come on, come and on. No one, no one seems to be mad that the guy's name is Jews Robinson. <laughs> I see what you did there. Like it's very good. Juice, juice. Oh, now you're gonna have people complain about us. Thank you much. I appreciate. That. Yeah, exactly. 
Do you I'm want me sorry, to do it? Like, I'll do a Donald Trump bit. This, It'll this. be even far more offensive. <laughs> Believe it. I'll out offensive that in seconds, buddy. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, all right, man. He's like, no, well, please don't. <laughs> all right. Hey, let me ring this bell, man. I think we did it. Here we go. There we go, man. Great topics for tonight. Look like we we handled it all, man. Uh, and shout out to everyone tonight hanging out with us for this uh, this segment. We always appreciate you coming every week and uh, putting your comments in. We recommend you, those who do listen to the uh, recorded podcast, and one time, you know, just join us live. We do this Sunday nights. 8 a.m. starting at 8 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. That's for wrestling talking around 8:45. We do the uh, the three count, and you then can do the show at 8 a.m. if you want. But <laughs> I'll be the only one uh, no, I'll be sleeping. Yeah, yep. I'll leave the camera yep. on. You'll just I'll be, be snoring and drooling. <laughs> right. Got a CPAP machine, just you know, hooked up to hoses. It'll be, uh, it'll be sad. <laughs> That's it, but we definitely uh, just appreciate you, uh, no matter how you watch or listen to us. Thanks for doing that. Uh, we're going to let the guys give their final thoughts, as we always do. And, um, yeah, let's, uh, let's get right into it. Let's start with you. Sin City, Steve, what would you like to tell the good folks out there? All right. Thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight. Thank you for liking, sharing, subscribing, doing all the stuff that you guys do. We genuinely appreciate each and every one of you. Very special thank you to all the brave men and women serving this country. Whether you're doing that on lands foreign or domestic, thank you for doing what you do so we can do what we love to do. Last but not least, repsports.com, R-E-P-P-Sports.com. Go there for all your pre-workout, weight loss, general energy needs. Again, that's repsports.com. Use promo code Vegas at checkout and save yourself 15%. All right. Uh, let's go to you, Matt. Matt Michaels. Uh, yeah. Have a good week. No doubt. And, Rob, what do you got, man? Uh, I, You know, I heard one of the shows I wasn't on, I actually – uh, I seen you were doing a show in town, so I wasn't in town to see. I it. was uh, featured at Noreen's yesterday. Uh, featured at Noreen's yesterday, which is uh, by uh, by the uh, Walmart by Trop and Pecos. Mm-hmm. I, I forget the I think that's McLeod. I can't. Um, I think that's called McLeod. But uh, I'm going to be. Up. Yeah, I'm going to be opening on Tuesday at 18 Bin uh, for uh, a miracle. Uh, the comedian uh, Amir okay. uh, at uh, 18 bin for drunken jokes. And you'll see me in my full Trump regalia. <laughs> and let me tell you something, baby. If you're worried about roller quarters, <laughs> you've got a lot more to worry about. First of all, that Maxwell guy, that's all he could afford was a roll of quarters. <laughs> I've got billions and billions of dollars. I would love to watch him pick it up off the floor. And, if you want to get offensive, we'll get offensive, baby. Yeah, oh boy, don't get offensive. Uh, well, good stuff, man. So we'll we, we at least know where if anybody wants to see Robbie, you're located here in the Vegas area. Make sure you look that up, and you also can follow him too. Okay, he's got his name right there. Boss uh, Comedy. Yeah, Boss Comedy. Make sure you look that up, and uh, yeah, man, thanks for uh, being here for the show this week as well. Thank right. you. You definitely are a comedian because you don't know how to spell the word boss. Oh lord, no, that's. <laughs> That's oh boy. Yeah, let, let me get out of that place. Um <laughs> y'all take care. Happy wrestling.
biggest bad boys of podcasting.